Ahsoka is building a bigger Star Wars universe and the first two episodes are just the beginning. But the real villain isn't what you think. This show is even bigger than that. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. The first two episodes of Ahsoka are here, and they are big. They are breaking a lot of the rules that have been set for like Disney Plus live action shows. Mm -hmm, especially the TV shows. Yeah. And they're doing something really interesting. I feel like they're taking a lot of the aspects of Clone Wars and Rebels and bringing it into this new era. Making it really feel like Star Wars, but taking their time on it. You can definitely tell that there's there's a full story that they want to tell here. And mm -hmm. it's very clear that they know their pacing. It, it feels like, I feel like Andor is a good example, a good kind of like comparison here. Andor has one story it's telling. Ahsoka seems to be telling one story. It's not hopping in between all these different characters and that kind of stuff like Mando is. Mando is really pushing itself to be the serialized or space western mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's like the villain of the week or go get the thing of the week. Yeah. It isn't like we're going to tell one whole story over the whole season. It's like, nope, we're going to have a little bit over here. We're going to tell like these different kind of genre stories in Star Wars. And there's space for that. I think mm -hmm. that's, it's good that we have that. I don't think it's traditional. Star Wars, yeah, but it's. I'm glad that it's there. It's good to have that there. I, I think as we're getting more into this era of things, we need to see more variety in Star Wars. That's the advantage of having the TV shows. You can get from Andor to Book of Boba Fett to Mando to Ahsoka to Obi-Wan, and they all tell different stories in different ways, mm -hmm. but they're still set in Star Wars. Definitely. I think that's fun. <laughs> when we're talking about Ahsoka, I think the the craziest thing, I feel like it's the first real example of Star Wars in the New Republic era. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I would agree. Mando is, the, is set in the same time period, mm -hmm. and we get bits and pieces of it in specifically Mando season three, but this is like, this is the New Republic now. Yeah. And this is what it feels like. We're seeing it firsthand now. Like being so close to it what with Hera being in there and mm -hmm. um, yeah we actually have Ahsoka, a direct tie yeah yeah even with Ahsoka just kind of knowing and being deeply involved in at least the outer space police almost <laughs> of the <laughs> of what the, the special forces doing. yeah yeah she's like the Batman exactly yeah she's the she's the light knight uh -huh. <laughs> but it's really cool to see that we're and we're Right off the bat, we're getting right in the weeds of mm -hmm. what this actually looks like. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. Like, we're seeing a variety of what all aspects of the New Republic look like. From Lothal to the space to Corellia, which is, we know this from... Yeah, Han Solo. I mean, we see this in the original trilogy. We see this in Solo because that's the planet that Han Solo starts on. And it, the Millennium Falcon was built on Corellia. It's this big planet that produces these ships mm. of various sizes and we see them creating various uh new ships and new efforts from imperial ships mm. so I, th th this is a really good example of okay this is the new republic now and i love to in uh one of the episodes they're like yeah they don't they don't care about loyalty to the empire it's they, they care about getting a paycheck. It's not that big. And both Hera and Ahsoka, and honestly, that take, they're all wrong. Mm -hmm. The galaxy is tired of change. 
they don't want to go from the empire to the new republic mm-hmm. they many people were better off during the empire rule whether you're rich or, or poor various planets empire worked out great for a lot of mm-hmm. people and and then going into the the new republic like they're they're trying to uh they're trying to change things in drastic ways mm. and drastic change never really goes well. Yeah, it does not transition well. People don't want to transition. People just want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think they're kind of starting to push that. But as we see with what Ahsoka and both Hera come to, I guess, think of it as, is it's not, that's not their reaction. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Maybe there's growth, but. Or maybe that's just what they needed to see. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes and if it takes up later on in the, mm-hmm. the season. But on that note, I want to talk about how I, I titled this in our in our notes, The Ghost of the Ghost Crew. Mm. Yeah. This is a very fascinating time. Kanan's dead. Uh, Ezra's gone. Who knows if he's still alive, honestly. Mm-hmm. We assume so. Maybe he's Maroc. <laughs> Maroc. Zeb is in some New Republic bar somewhere talking to the Mandalorian. Hera is higher up and is now a general in the New Republic. And Ahsoka's going all over the galaxy looking for a map to find out how to get to Thrawn. All of these different pieces are going around. Sabine has been on Lothal this whole time. Of of the people that would stay on Lothal, I honestly thought Sabine would be the last person to stay on Lothal. Right? Yeah. Yeah, she was always that free spirit that could not be contained sort of thing. And it's like, okay, so you're the one who's stuck moping about Uh wishing or thinking about Ezra and not actually doing anything about it? Fascinating. (laughs) I think it's an interesting interesting character beat uh-huh. and also a really good like representation of like if we want to get a little bit deeper here like the depression that she's feeling like mm-hmm. i failed as a student obviously ahsoka didn't want me that's why she left mm-hmm. i'm not good enough i'm just gonna stay here on lethal and do what i've always done honestly it's fair enough she's not really accepted in her family she's mm-hmm. not really she's not accepted with ahsoka apparently yeah um so she's probably just and the the ghost family is all separated so mm-hmm. where does she fit yeah she's probably going to the only place that she feels like she had some sort of connection to oof there are so many connections to jedi fallen order and jedi survivor in this show mm-hmm. already i am so fascinated and so on board with this <laughs> Uh, like what? I, it almost like deserves a whole episode or video dedicated to itself. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. But like you look at the puzzle solving, mm-hmm. the very Zepho inspired yes. uh, puzzles and yeah. design of that first temple. You see the um, the themes of a crew falling apart, mm-hmm. which we get rep- we get hints of in Jedi Survivor, and we see the building of that crew in Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. There's so many of these different beats that were like, I I think I remember this. Mm. Why does this feel so familiar? Yeah. <laughs> this this is Fallen Order. This is Jedi Survivor. Yep. And I'm all on board with that because I feel like it's a good story. Mm-hmm. And while Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order are in that time frame in between the Clone Wars and the Empire's Rise, the this time frame I feel like is perfectly ripe for another one of those stories. Mm-hmm. We're definitely getting a lot of influences from 
just all of the all of the Star Wars media, it almost feels like we're, we're getting storytelling and beats mm-hmm. from the video games, and we're getting a lot of like little Clone Wars Clone inspired Wars. stuff, big yes, time, big big time. But even like little things like transitions, like they do the little spinny transition, yeah. and mm-hmm. and even the opening scroll scroll, yeah. Um, even that was a little bit more like. No, we're gonna take this back a little bit to yeah. like it's like the they're original taking, trilogy. They're taking the original trilogy and Clone Wars and like video games and shaking them all up and mm-hmm. then like there we go <laughs> with a story. <laughs> I feel like too a lot of this can be like drawn into the way that Dave Filoni approaches something. This was said in an interview, I believe, with uh, Rosario Dawson, and she said Dave Filoni takes on this project very much like an animated project. Like mm-hmm. there's previs. He's mm-hmm. got the storyboards or the animatics and he's got it like marked out. And that may be, we, on our, our YouTube channel, we did a live stream right after watching the first two episodes. Highly recommend checking that out. It's a great time. We're going to be doing it after every single episode release. So make sure you check that out after the episode airs on Tuesdays. But we, we were detailing of it like, it's a little bit slow in terms of the mm-hmm. dialogue. And I think that could be an mm-hmm. artifact of this project style. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to lay this out like we were going to do this animation. And animation tends to be a little bit more slow. Yeah. And definitely a little more, I don't want to say laid out, but like. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to be beats. planned beforehand. Yes. yes. Everything is, there's a structure to yeah. it. Which I think is a, it's unique mm-hmm. it's a good feeling to go into the show and be like oh interesting they know where they're going yeah. they know what they're doing it doesn't feel like they're trying to figure it out on the day of the shoot it, it feels like they know where they're going to end up mm-hmm. even though i felt like sometimes we needed to put the put the dialogue on two times speed speed it up a little um, bit <laughs> <laughs> and the exposition was a little yeah, hard to get through quite a bit of it yeah it's still it's only the first two episodes mm-hmm. we're okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i do can you, live through do it. you feel like they did a good representation of this era of the ghost crew at what stage they're in now that's an actually difficult question to answer because from my perspective having watched all the mandalorian and knowing what they were and jumping into this now I feel like yes, but if I hadn't seen the Mandalorian, if I didn't know where Zeb was, or I, I don't know, that's like, true. Yeah, like where the heck Zeb? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, they're not making this show. It seems for people that don't watch everything, right? <laughs> Which I think is it's the ding on the show for me, as they don't do a really good job of like leading you into it. As someone who has no experience with Rebels, I don't know if you're going to find the enjoyment that you could if mm-hmm. you didn't already. Mm-hmm. But that aside, I feel like they're doing a very interesting job of like laying out the characters in in these two episodes because you have Hera who's. She's exactly where she needs to be. Mm-hmm. She's loving life. She's thriving. I'm a little sad that we don't see. I mean, maybe it will come up, but like she loved Kanan, mm-hmm. and there's but so much time has passed. I since guess. Then. I guess it's true. that's this is the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Not the whole thing with like Sabine and Ahsoka feeling like it was just yesterday they had the yeah, fight. Yeah, they're still like mm, we're be- yeah we're rubbing heads me, against me, each me, other. Me, me, me. Yeah, eh, it's no, it her. Makes- it's not me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, th- I think it makes sense for Hera to really like immerse herself in the work mm, and then find purpose in that bigger vision yeah. than it is for her to be like, oh, Kanan, yeah. you were so great. I mean, she was never that person. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it does make sense for her to be there. 
um, in that in that space. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. And then Ahsoka, she's super annoying, but I think that makes sense for her character because she's as much as she pretends to know everything, she knows nothing. Like, let's it's be honest true. here. That's her character here. She's looking for a purpose just as much as Hera was in, in her work. And Sabine is moping about trying to figure out if she is worthy of the training. And yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Like, someone's so tied to like expressing themselves and being themselves feeling like they need to prove and become Ahsoka when that's not the goal. Yeah, please don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In fact, don't become Ahsoka. Yeah, that would be great. She's got her own things to figure out. Uh Uh, Honestly, it's a really good thing to see. It's really, it's actually kind of nice to not be 100% Mm -hmm. behind these heroes. Yeah. Um, so that we can, yeah, so we can grow with them and see where they, see how far they can come. I think by the time we get to the end, if not of this season, maybe probably the next one for sure. And we'll go back to this and be like, whoa, Mm -hmm. they grew so much. (laughs) Like, I think we're really going to have that tangible, like. We're starting in a really fun place. The growth. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're starting at a really good, good spot. Mm -hmm. Good Good spot where we don't know if we like these guys Yeah, right now. <laughs> Which I think is that's what we need right mm-hmm. now. We need this kind of storytelling with these characters. Yep. Capable, but in need of some shaking up. A little bit of a, mm-hmm. some character growth. Mm-hmm. Switching sides a little bit here. We do have, I think, the most interesting part of the Ahsoka show. Hmm. Which is Bale and Skull. Yes. And the the dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. The most interesting part in terms of like an expansion on what we know of as the dark side. Is it the dark side? They're definitely fallen Jedi, or Balin is definitely a fallen Jedi because he has a a lot of mentions uh to the Clone Wars and the early days of the Jedi Council and the Order are made in the show. And he definitely has a respect for that and even a respect for Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a as someone tra- else trained in the Jedi Order, trained mm-hmm. in the Jedi way. Yeah, he's got this, like, it, I wouldn't call it like a code or anything, but he's yeah. just got this, like, nostalgia mm-hmm. in a respectful way. It's not really, I guess, not going to deter him from what he deems is the right path and whatnot, yeah. or his goals. He's not going to set aside his goals just to, oh, you're a Jedi? Uh-huh. Me too. Oh my gosh. Wow. Let me bring you over to my fallen ways. Yeah. No, no. he's not going to do that, but he's going to appreciate That's a good point. the history. Like, I don't feel like we're going to see... I mean, this is only two episodes in. Maybe we will see it. But I don't feel like we're going to see the whole, like, Grand Inquisitor thing where he's like, join our dark side and blah, blah, blah. Forgo the ways of the Jedi and join us on the dark side. Embrace the power of the dark side. Like, I don't think we're going to see that from him. I hope not. It wouldn't really make sense because it seems like he's looking for power through Mm -hmm. Thrawn. And I don't think he wants to share that with anyone but his pet one. So... Uh And it's a different kind of power, it seems. Yes. It's not like they're being very pure el- rage. No. He seems like very Elusive stoic in a way. About all this, so who mm-hmm. knows? I'm not sure. Not sure yeah. what they're doing here. I think it's really fascinating because I think he's the the most interesting part of this era mm-hmm. because we have someone that has survived Order sixty six, was thought to have disappeared, is now a mercenary. Almost. Yeah. A mercenary with morals. Yeah. Or a code. A pirate, mm, almost. Yeah. Some sort of... You get the feeling that he's got this honor 
mm-hmm. that he wouldn't go out of his way to just do an evil deed. Yeah, like, like even in the beginning, mm-hmm. where he's like, you're making a, a big mistake with mm-hmm. this. Like, he clearly was like, there are other options for mm-hmm. us to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a necessity, I don't think it's a necessity for us to kill everyone on this ship right. if we don't have to. Yeah, but you're going to push our buttons, so yeah. here we go. <laughs> you're all dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a really fun time for for us to like theorize and bring into this new era mm-hmm. it's a it's almost an anger mm-hmm. to the clone wars mm-hmm. in a way like i feel like they're 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 casting a, a fishing line to the clone wars and they're bringing this in so we have a clear through line of like okay here's our compass this is the kind of story that we're going to tell mm-hmm and these are the characters we're using. This is the the idea of every character in this show is going through a similar problem, either looking for power or looking to stop power. And even, I mean, Balin is like, for some, it means war. For others, it means something else. For us, it means power. That is That is coming from a character who has seen the Clone Wars, who has seen the original trilogy wars, and has gone through all of that. I'm intrigued. I'm really curious to know what his backstory is, mm-hmm. what led him to become this fallen Jedi, what led him to have this Padawan. Um, I hope it's not some cheesy thing that they're like, well, here's my entire backstory. Let me just yeah. lavish this upon you while I'm... Well, Ahsoka, I'm, I'm glad that you yes, asked. Before is exactly... I'm about to take your life, like, no, please don't. Let's actually have some subtlety here. Yeah. I don't need all the answers. Mm-hmm. It's almost more fun if we don't get yeah, the answers. Yeah, if we could and conjecture just get, like, a little bit. Yeah. No, I think I'd be honestly more happy with not knowing everything. Mm-hmm. But yes, very, very intriguing. We've never had something or had a character not be evil, you yeah. know? Like, like but, pure evil. Yeah, but actually probably have a reason behind what they're doing. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I f- it's so unique when it comes to the Sith and canon. Mm-hmm. Palpatine is looking for power and power at all costs. He wants to redeem the Sith. Vader is just pure rage he's trying to prevent and um he was originally trying to prevent the loss of padme and now is mourning the death of padme as well as the rage of directing that towards the uh, jedi order and his uh, emotions and all of that fun stuff dooku i think is the closest like representation of what we see balin as i would agree because dooku was very much of like no i don't i don't agree with palpatine Mm -hmm. but i also don't agree with the jedi order Mm -hmm. i think we're both wrong and there's another way for this yeah and this is exciting i think the problem with dooku is that he just got caught up in the manipulation game Mm -hmm. he was just enjoying himself a little too much yeah and uh, didn't see when he needed to take his strike you know like he didn't quite time it right he was like trying to put the pieces exactly where he Mm -hmm. needed while not realizing that oh palpatine's over there and he's two steps ahead Mm -hmm. balan's interesting because i could see his fallen ways coming as a more righteous anger Mm -hmm. yeah so that and i think that's kind of what makes it more of he's not sith he's not jedi he's fallen mm-hmm. um and he's not gonna take he's not gonna take the worst way through this yeah. but he's also definitely turned away well we get introduced to him as a jedi mm-hmm. and i feel like that is such an 
interesting take. Mm-hmm. He's not like they're the first interaction with him isn't oh he's a dark Jedi or he's a Sith or he's this evil thing. It's right. like no, no Sith I'm a Jedi. Would, no Sith would call themselves a Jedi. Yeah. No. Uh huh. Ah. Uh-huh. They would not do that. Yeah. They would just be some like ominous thing being like, let us board or else or something. Like, yeah. you know, like, they would do something else. They would not say, hey, we're just two Jedi out here. Uh-huh. Can we come aboard? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fascinating to me to see this example of, I love the the point that you brought up, like a righteous anger. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from like a deep hatred. It's coming from a, I went through all of this Mm -hmm. and here I am at the end of it. Here I am on the other side and I want things to change. Mm -hmm. I know how to change them, but it's not going to be the way of the Jedi. I understand and appreciate the origins of the Jedi. I understand and appreciate where I came from, but I know that to get to the next step, to get to the next part of what I'm going to have to do, it needs to be something entirely different. Mm. And that is really exciting. Mm-hmm. That makes for a good character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Eva's apprentice too, I think. is. Uh-huh. I think we're going to see more of her. I hope we see more of her. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. There's nothing, I'm, nothing to base this off of. But I'm going to throw in a theory. Ooh. Day one. Theory time. I think the apprentice is going to kill the master. Oh, do you like the whole Sith thing? I think so. I don't know if it's intentional uh, or if it's in- hmm. unintentional, but I think that is how he is going to die. Hmm. Okay. I don't have anything to base this off of. Nothing even in the slightest. No. But I'm going to call it now, and if I'm right, I feel that it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to be curious to see how this apprentice mm-hmm. There's got to be something bigger there. Yeah, because right now they're very stone-faced, and I'm like, mm, I need to give there's, me a little some, more. There's got to be something else some, there. Yeah, they got to be playing on something that we just don't quite know yet. Yeah, and there's Maroc or Mar. Mm-hmm. How did he pronounce Merrick. it? Maroc. 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 Mark. Maroc. Mark. <laughs> it was different than I expected. There are so many words yeah, so in many this. Names. It's names planets we had it with subtitles on and like how it was spelled and how it was oh, pronounced i okay. was like i would not have pronounced it that way just looking at those words so this is yeah. good mm-hmm. hu yang yeah what hu yang hu yang hu yang no i did not expect that honestly a lot of a uh, lot of exciting things that are happening in this show so many different moving bits and pieces. The characters are so fascinating. I think Balin is one of the most interesting because of his stoic separation. Mm-hmm. There's something like, yeah, we didn't mention the whole Night Sister aspect of things and his mercenary type loyalty to her. Mm-hmm. Or something even more, honestly, it seems. We didn't even touch on that, but I think that's going to be an interesting piece mm-hmm. as they try to find thrawn yes indeed we shall see let us know your thoughts in the comments below if you're watching this on youtube what do you think is going to happen in the series so far now that we've gotten a lot of these bits and pieces that honestly i didn't expect what do you think we're going to see next let us know in the comments or contact uplinkpodcast.com you can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts whether that be apple Podcasts, itunes stitcher google play spotify all the places and Of course, you can watch us on YouTube with the video version of the podcast, new clips. And again, every Tuesday night, we're going to be reacting to the episode that was released. So make sure you keep an eye out on that. 
As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.